Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. Hello, everybody, and uh, so glad to be back uh, with this episode. And today we're talking about all of our actions. And this is the fifth part in a six-part series. We'll be talking about a framework that, if you use it, that can really change your life. It will give you great awareness in your life. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we started with this framework where we shared that our thoughts is what creates the emotions that we experience and because of these emotions it actually will drive us to take action or in a lot of cases where we actually don't take action so i'm excited to delve into this topic with my co-host kerry and to give you a little bit more on the insights that we have around this action part of this framework so welcome kerry i'm so glad you could join us today Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you today. So we could get into the conversation of action today and just by telling our listeners what exactly this action part is. So Kerry, do you want to give them like a snippet of what exactly this action is that we're referring to? Right. Actions always come from somewhere. I know that sounds simplistic, but the idea of that we just find ourselves doing something and we think to ourselves, that we don't know why we're doing these actions is kind of an interesting thought. We always have a thought first that creates an emotion for us. And when we are feeling a certain way, we begin to take action from there. And so just to notice that, I always think that probably in the past, I would find myself doing things And I wouldn't really know sometimes why I was doing them. And what I realized was that I was probably being influenced in some way that I felt that the thought was, I need to, and then you fill in the blank, right? I have to look a certain way. I have to appear a certain way or please a certain person. And so those that thought about what do I need to do to make this person happy or what what will people think if they say came over to my home or what will they think about how my children are dressed or those sorts of things created an emotion in me. Uh, and then from there, I would take actions, right? I would I would set up my house or clean my house a certain way or I would take certain actions, a lot of things in my life that I used to do that had no bearing on maybe what what I for my own self personally wanted but because I was I was so concerned about what other people were thinking and so my actions were coming from that place and so you fill your day with a lot of things that you don't really intend to do or or love to do to create a certain outcome right and so I I guess it's kind of that combination of wanting a certain result and worrying about what somebody else wanted or what I thought was expected of me, all of that was creating 
this series of actions in my life. And a lot of times they were being done with a feeling of maybe shame or insufficiency or insecurity on my part. And so it, it often kind of further created more action because you can never satisfy that that motivation you there'll always be somebody else out there who thinks you should have done something different or I could always even within my own brain sometimes would offer me things that if you were a good mom you would do this and so I would go down that trail and so that was one of the places I noticed where my actions came from and I see the difference in my life now about what I take action you know in what I do now based on thoughts that I have actually sat down and intentionally planned for myself. Uh, we have the result or the goal that we're pursuing. And then we actually, I would sit down and say, what are the things that I want to accomplish? How will I get there? That sort of thing. How will I need to feel to take action in this moment? Because sometimes we, we, pers we, we put that off. So that's, that's really where I see my, my actions coming from. And I know that is how this model works. Always our actions are coming. They never come out of nowhere. Actions always come out of somewhere. And so it's, it's coming from whatever that thought and whatever the emotion is that it's, is creating. Yes. I think the mistake we make is that we, again, go back to our circumstances and think, oh, that this thing happened and that needs a certain response from me. And I sort of miss the steps in between. So I don't realize that I have power in the thinking and then the emotion that that creates, which then leads to the action. So I think knowing this framework and knowing where our actions really come from gives us so much more power because instead of just defaulting to what I've always done before, if someone says something as an example where I maybe take offense to that instead of going back and thinking about, oh, but what did I make that that sentence mean? Or what did the what did I make that remark mean? Which obviously created an emotion for me and then led to a certain action. So if we look into our lives and we see examples of where we're taking action and also places where we don't take action. We don't have to beat ourselves up about that. We can actually just sit down, take a moment and think, okay, but what is the feeling behind the fact that I'm not taking action? So if I am example, let's say wanting to lose weight or I want to apply for a different position in my company, as an example, how am I feeling about that step? And then if that feeling that comes up for me is maybe insecurity or doubt, then it really is just shows me that that is the reason that I am not taking action. And again, it's not because I don't have the skill or I don't have the expertise or knowledge. It's purely because of the fact that I'm telling myself something that leads me to insecurity or doubt. So it brings back us to, to looking at this framework and seeing where our power is and where we're actually giving our power away. We're giving our power away a lot of times to what we see out in the world, how we see our circumstances, because the circumstance happens and then we make it mean something, which isn't helpful because the thought leads to the emotion and the emotion leads to us taking action or not.
I find it helpful if I can always bring myself back around to what is my plan? Like, what is my purpose? What is my goal? Because otherwise I can lose, I can kind of lose sight and I can also lose motivation. And I think I love that you brought up the, what causes the inaction. Often there's a thought somewhere in there is we'll, we'll tell ourselves things like, I don't know what to do next, or I really hate doing that job, like whatever it is. And if that is the thought, as you've said, we're going to have an emotion of dread or resistance or, I mean, resistance in itself actually is also an action, right? So just just noticing even that that some of our actions are intangible actions. They're not always something that we can see or feel, but they're still, if we have told ourselves we really hate doing something and the emotion is is dread, well, then all of our actions that follow will be to procrastinate and to make excuses and to that sort of thing, mm -hmm. which leaves us with not creating the results really that we're probably in, in it, wanting to have in our lives at the end. So it's a good, it's a good awareness, right? To have that in our lives. I think some people believe they are procrastinators. Like that is a like a character trait of theirs. And I wondered how often through a coaching relationship, if they wouldn't find out that they actually take a lot of action in their lives, just maybe not in this one area where they have a sense of insecurity or, or what's the word when we're just not quite feeling like we're good enough at something that and so we, and we label ourselves in this way just to say, oh yeah, I procrastinate all the time are things that we'll tell ourselves. And it's just not really true. It's just in certain areas where we just are not clear on the path or we don't want to take it that maybe we're afraid sometimes that keeps us there. But it's so important what we believe about ourselves, right? Yeah, that makes me think of when we're talking about like massive action and, and just like passive action, because the passive action part is the part where we are learning about this new thing we are wanting to do, or we are doing the research on writing this book, or we on the internet looking for healthy foods or how many calories we need to consume on a day and, and all those actions that is actually a good idea. Things to to research is, is a great idea because we want to educate ourselves about this thing that we are about to do. And that is the passive action part. And then we always feel good doing this passive action part because that doesn't take anything out of us. It is sort of within our comfort zone, but it just, it only takes me sitting down, reading a couple of things or listening to podcasts or learning some or other method. But the difficult part is for us to go in and implement those things that we've actually learned. And I think this is where we sometimes get it wrong. If I, if I think of in my past, how good I felt and I was telling myself that I was working so hard and I was doing all these things, but it was all these passive action tasks that is so necessary because it gives me the know-how and, and all the, the, the sort of the check marks how to get to my goal. But the important part is, and we can't forget it, is the taking action part. And that is the part which is the most difficult part because it takes us to step out of our comfort zone. And it takes us to 
be courageous and maybe sometimes embarrass ourselves and sometimes maybe to be discouraged or be disappointed because we've done these things and we haven't created the result that we wanted immediately. So whenever I sort of tell myself that I am doing all these things and I don't get the results in my life, that's a good starting place. Is it passive action tasks that I'm doing or is it actually going out there and implementing and doing the hard things. It's starting to create evidence. It's starting to experience this new things that I'm learning and maybe failing a lot of times, but also within over time, I'm, I'm definitely going to be creating successes and I'm going to progress because of the action that I take, not necessarily about what I've learned. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking about the example of when you and I had the conversation about starting this podcast and how we could do a lot of talking about it and we would meet and we would talk about it some more and we'd plan some more. But at one point, I think it was you who said, let's set a date. Like, what is the date that we're already going to have accomplished just a certain, we'll have so and so many podcasts recorded or that, that, that thought that, and that result that we were looking for. And of course, because I agreed to it now that we had the two, the two of us with that very clear in our minds, but that by that point, we would be doing the, the massive action part of that plan would require the, the commitment and the, and the willingness to perhaps get outside of our, what is our usual method or routine and, and actually take the action and then trust that whatever the result was that at least the action had had taken place, right? And so it, I think sometimes it's good to to sort of just notice, and I like that you brought that up, just that whole idea of, you know, we can talk about things for a really long time and until we actually determine a, a day by which we're going to take that massive action that you've referred to and that we're going to really be like in a, you know, physically forward motion toward the goal, Otherwise, it just remains talk. And many of us can think of somebody in our lives who have told us about something that they're going to do, and we have listened to them tell us about it for years. But it 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 takes this even under maybe they don't even understand why haven't I gotten there yet? I've been planning, like you said, I've been working, and then hopefully this will help you understand why some there's a piece here probably in your plan that you're just not willing to do or ready to do. And we can always find something else to do toward the goal that isn't really the one thing that's going to move us forward. And so learning about those actions and how we can take them is really so important. I was thinking also about when we're avoiding an action, we always seem to take another action, if you know what I'm saying. Like if what we know is, is that we're going to start running, let's say we're going to start a new running program and the ideas and the thoughts aren't in line with, with being somebody who runs, we think, well, I'm not a runner. <laughs> we're going to still find ourselves probably on the couch because I'm not a runner is not a thought that it's likely to get you to go put your runners on and head out the door. And what it has me doing often instead, and I think this is kind of along with that procrastinating thing, funnily enough, is, is when I'm avoiding an action, I take a different action, right? I take to sitting on the couch. I take to making excuses. I take to 
you know, that buffering is what we call that, where we, where we replace the action, the massive action that we really intended to take. And we start replacing it with whatever you busy up your calendar and you do all kinds of things, but it's so, so a resisting and moving forward in, in the action that we intend to take has us doing something always. Yes, and I, I think that is so important because if I look at myself and, and in my past, I always thought that I had to have it all figured out. I had to have all the steps laid down. I had to know everything and everything needed to be in its place before I could start. And when I heard people talk about that, just start and the, the next steps will actually reveal itself. I think we don't realize how important that is until we actually start taking the actions because saying to ourselves that, no, I have to get that perfect first. I need to first get this website up and running before I can go advertise what I'm selling, or I need to first go buy this, these new outfits before I go to the gym, that sort of things. That is not going to get you motivated. It is something that we do and it is really temporary because it only gets us out the door for the first couple of weeks. But as we know, as we start taking action and the things that we do is very hard because initially everything is easy. It's like going for the run and, and start to run. In the beginning, it's so easy. It's, it's easy to wake up once a week at five and go for a run, but it's harder to do it five or six times a, a week. And we have to realize that once we start taking these actions, it is going to be repetitive and we're not going to only have to do it once. We're going to have to do it a hundred times and we're not going to be able to see results immediately. We're only going to be able to see results in two weeks time or in, in, in a month's time or even six months time or a year's time. And we want to tell ourselves that even though I don't see progress or evidence around me right now, that what I'm doing is working, I'm going to continue doing it. And it's almost like giving myself that, that timeline and saying, I'm going to try this things, these things a hundred times before I give up. And I promise you, once we get to number 90 and number 99, I'm going to be so motivated and I'm going to see so much progress that I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to be willing to give up because I've put in this effort and I have changed as a person because I didn't see myself in that example uh, that I was a runner maybe 100 days ago, but now on day 100, I definitely see myself as a runner. Yeah, you, you kind of lost me at the 5 a.m. <laughs> going for a run. Oh. It's evidence of the fact that I'm like, I'm clearly not a runner. <laughs> what I think when you can say so easily, oh, it's easy to get up one morning and get up at 5 a.m. and put on your runners and go for a run. My mind's like, that is not easy. That will be the problem. <laughs> that is, and that's such, such good evidence of exactly what we're talking about here, right? I mean, and I think the other thing of it is, is even to break it down a little bit further and to say, like, make a list. And I, I think this running one is a really good one because I know it sounds obvious. But if you knew that you were going to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow, I don't know why running has to happen so early in the morning, but apparently to be a good runner, it has to be early. <laughs> and, and you set the alarm. Like, let's just back this up. What are we going to have to do? Well, we'll probably have to go to bed at a reasonable time 
the night before, right? So go to bed by whatever time that is for you, 9, 10, 11 o'clock. Okay, set my alarm for what time? 4.30, let's say. Have my shoes ready by the bed or by, you know. And I think if we don't make that list, because we think we don't know how, or we think we can't do it, or we resist it so much, then that thing happens. We don't even set our alarm, right? Like we, but if we would really work backwards from what, you know, the intention is, and sometimes you might only get to the part where you go to bed on time. The next week or month or day, even you might set your alarm. The next day you might put on your runners. And just to realize that this is a part of, of the discipline and the planning, our thoughts, the emotions, and then having this list of actions that we're actually going to do, one's promises to ourselves that we are going to keep. Because I think we we say stuff and we say, yeah, I'm going to start running at 5 a.m. And we don't do any of the, we don't even sometimes are not conscious or don't know how. It, it sounds so simple, but it's it making that list and 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 making that plan is so important and then keeping those steps and those whatever you want to call appointments following that list of things to do is a way we can keep a promise to ourselves that we are going to do something and, and hold ourselves accountable and I think more than for me I know for you the running and the results is about your body and about but for me this is more about not letting myself off the hook for something that I had promised myself I would do. And so if you have a goal, like being a runner, I think really creating that list of what you would have to do and be simple about it. like be as, what are the next things I'd have to do? Normal, put on my runners, <laughs> go outside, get started, right? Run, run a hundred steps, run, run a mile, whatever it takes to start getting ourselves like have a plan of where you're going to run all of those things and have that written down the day before or else we we just don't actually really believe we're going to do it and so we don't mm. a lot of times we tell ourselves and we overwhelm ourselves unnecessarily to tell ourselves I don't know how and mm. that is I think so far from the truth because on the internet we can literally find a thousand ways to do everything that is to do in this world. And I think for us to just realize that we just have to start. So even if I don't know what next week is going to look like, start today with exactly what you can do today. I was like, I've got this challenge that I set for myself and, and in terms of my physical body. It was 12 weeks ago that I started doing some more gym work. I used to run quite a bit and still running, but just for health reasons, I decided to get into more weight training. And the first time I um, was walking into the gym, I wasn't very clear on exactly what I needed to do, but I started somewhere. So I started picking up weights. I started maybe doing a little bit of research the night before and then going and doing that when I was at gym. And then another example was a couple of weeks then later, I found this app and now I've got the this personal trainer that's on the app and I just follow her programs. And at the beginning, it was very, I was very doubtful walking into the gym because I didn't exactly know how everything worked, but I just started. And then from there, it got easier. 
And I had the support of this app that helped me, but I also knew, okay, what I'm doing might not be 100% correct and it might not be the best way of doing it, but I'm going to start somewhere. And I'm now 12, 14 weeks down the line and already I can see how my confidence has built because of the fact that I started. I started not knowing a lot and today I have got knowledge and experience of 14 weeks that I've consistently done this. And yeah, for anyone listening, thinking that everything needs to be perfect, and but I don't know how. Maybe I don't have the resources. I've also heard once that a person said that they want to start exercising, and this person felt that they had to go and like buy a couple of weights and set up his little equipment in his house, and before he could get started. But I was almost like thinking that you know what? Why don't you just get going with what you have and be consistent in that? And then once you have further information and you sort of have experienced training, then go and buy all the fancy stuff. But the fancy stuff isn't going to keep us going because that fancy stuff is eventually going to bore us at some point because we're going to use that every single day. And then after two weeks, when we're bored of, um, uh, about doing these repetitive tasks with these equipment we have, we're going to start looking for another thing that can distract us to like motivate us to keep going instead of using our own thinking to motivate us to to keep going to keep yeah keep that action happening and and keep moving yeah and what keeps us from from taking action is we we sometimes don't anticipate and we don't even think about all the obstacles that is in our way and not to be pessimistic or just thinking all the negative things that could happen on this journey. I think it's just a a way of preparing myself for what could go wrong. And I'm not saying spend 100% of your time on looking for obstacles and anticipate what could go wrong, but the obvious possibility of what could go wrong. Um, in the running example, it could rain. Maybe the power is off and I can't open up my gate. Or maybe there is a week that goes by that I maybe can't even leave my house. So think of those possibilities and think what I can do in its place. What is the, what is an alternative? So in the morning when I maybe can't get out of my house, maybe the power's down and I can't open my gate, what would I do then? Would I go maybe later or would I just use that time and train inside my house? Maybe put a YouTube video on and do a workout that way. I think those obstacles and anticipating is such a... It can benefit us so much if we just put a little bit of time and effort into thinking about the obstacles and then creating ways to get around that to still keep us on track. Because maybe a day not exercising in this example might not maybe put you off track. But if that day then becomes two days, becomes three days, it becomes, oh, okay, let me start again on Monday or let me start again on the first. And that can really keep us from progressing and really keep that commitment to ourselves and building that sort of self-trust that I'm a person that's do what I say. Yeah. I was thinking how, just as I was listening to you speak, how it is that the, you know, maybe we've heard it said that action brings clarity. And I think, mm. you know, sometimes, like you said, we don't always know how, maybe we do in the case of running, we know some of the things that we're going to do, but we don't always know in the case of if we're starting a, a new business or we're doing something 
that's outside of our knowledge about how to move forward. And it really does come so clear as we go, because we do something thinking this, like we take an action and we think this is the path, but then we realize we, we don't like the way that is working as far as the outcome that it's creating, not just because we don't like the way it feels, but because we think that didn't create what I'd hoped to have happen from that action. And so then we redirect and we, and we learn so much from all the things, all the actions that we take that maybe don't produce the results. And I think so often we don't take action because we don't want that perceived feeling we're going to get from doing something. And then what we call failing, but that failing or that thing that didn't go the way we'd hoped has now taught us so much about, oh, I didn't like that result. How can I do this differently? And, and I guess you could quit in that moment if that was your plan. But if the goal was worthy of your pursuit, then we would just think, what else can I do? And so again, that that movement, that actual physical stand up, walk out the door, sort of get in my car or do like whatever the actions are, get online, do the thing will create a next step for you. And I love what you've just portrayed here in the idea of thinking about in, in the beforehand, what are some of the obstacles that I might come up against? And then instead of, instead of finding that a problem for us, to really understand that those obstacles that you're going to overcome is the next step. It is always the pathway to finding out how we're going to do this. Uh, overcoming obstacles is the path. And that is something that I think I didn't know until probably becoming aware of, of the coaching industry and understanding that the obstacles are not the problem. They are almost the markers of where we're going. And so just learning to even think differently about the, the things that might come from taking action, even though they're not always what we thought would be the positive outcomes, but just to see, I want to take action so I can find out how not to do it really in a lot of times. And that's going to guide me to where I actually want to go. None of that can be discovered if we're not willing to take action. And so we need to think about what do we want to do? How do we want to feel to begin taking this action? And once you know how you would need to feel to start taking that action, we need to ask ourselves, what would I need to be thinking today to get me to start feeling and experiencing that emotion and then taking the action that's required? A lot of times we beat ourselves up about the actions that we actually don't take. But I mm. think once we get going and we start somewhere, we do this thing, we could see that this is actually the best thing ever. I want to continue doing this. Or it can go the other way. We can say to ourselves, I absolutely don't like doing it this way. I don't want to be a runner. I would much rather be a cyclist. But I would never have realized that I'm beating myself up about not being on the road 5 a.m. every morning 
And it's actually something I really dislike. If I never started it, I would have never found that out. And now it has put me a step further, as you mentioned. Now I've realized, okay, I don't actually want to be a runner. I want to be a cyclist right now. And I think that is such a great um, example, again, of how we can, can use this action to for personal development and personal growth. Mm. Because if we don't start doing things, we're not going to grow. Because again, as we've always said on this podcast, it's not about the goals that we achieve. It's who we're becoming in the pursuit of that goal. So it doesn't matter if we achieve the goal or not. It's the person we're becoming. And if we don't start taking the actions, then we aren't going to get ourselves out of our comfort zones and we're never going to learn anything new about ourselves and see what is the things that really we, we doubt about ourselves or insecurities that we can start working on. Wow, that is so insightful. I really appreciate you just kind of bringing that all together. So, I mean, I feel very motivated right now. <laughs> Thinking, uh, just amazing to be able to spend this time with you again this week, Norma, and with our listeners. I so appreciate them tuning in and and sort of sharing this journey that we are on ourselves, but also, you know, I feel that we also are very privileged to be a part of your lives as you pursue your goals and begin to take action in areas where maybe otherwise you weren't too sure where to begin. Our actions, they always flow out of somewhere. They don't just show up out of nowhere. They're coming from a place of a feeling of either that we're having right now or of one that we want to have in the future. And we believe that doing certain actions is going to create that emotion for us. And so we want to always be mindful of where that emotion comes from, which is, of course, our thoughts, not our circumstances. And so I look forward to joining you again next week as we look at the final step of the model, which is our results. And I trust that you'll be able to join us, too. Thanks again. And we'll talk to you later. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of A Fold and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.